Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm still Hector after all this time. Yeah, you are. Yeah. After all these years. Yeah, I keep trying Hector. to change it, but it's just not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so your daughter says you can't become an influencer. That's what she said. Um, and then uh, many of my friends said, uh, that's a, a, a falsehood because I am a very bad influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so. I reckon you could be an influencer. I, I mean, listen, I have like, you know, like 80 likes and like 11 shares on that post. As far as I'm concerned, it's gone viral. <laughs> so, you know, for me, that's viral. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think the... Uh, the difficulty is that what she views in her head as an influencer is is not her dad. You know what I mean? No, you no, can never no. be the kind of this, influencer she means. This all came from, and I, I give you the quick rundown. This all came from uh, about a year ago, I guess, a little over a year ago. A friend of mine that does art as well uh, was starting to do the whole TikTok thing. He was posting his art and his, you know, creating the art as he went, and. Um, he got picked up by somebody that uh, that saw it, a company that saw him, you know, on there, loved it, um, and then he they, he got hired, like they're paying him, they were or they were paying him to create something several times a week, and so that's awesome, yeah, and so um, and so you know because this company was involved with it or whatever, it was like just. I guess viral for a lack of a yeah, better yeah. word. Like it was just, you know, crazy amounts of views and stuff. Well, I was joking around about a year ago because of that. Like, oh man, I wish one day I would go viral. And then my daughter is like, oh, I want to go viral before you. Well, just recently, she made a TikTok. She made two oh. TikToks, actually. She, she made one TikTok where she's like really good about like makeup and stuff like that. So she did this one TikTok where she did this whole like makeup technique and like just it was really, really well People done. People love that stuff. Yeah. And within 24 hours, she had over a million views and 100,000 comments. Okay. Well, she it, wins. Yeah. And then she created a second TikTok after that saying like, well, you know, I mean, lightning's not going to strike twice. Let's see what happens. And she's all into fashion and stuff. And so she did one where she was wearing kind of a plain, plain drab black dress. And then she snaps her fingers and she has like jewelry and makeup and whatever, all the accessories. And she's like, the whole caption was like, you know, accessorize or whatever it was. And again, over a million views and over a hundred thousand comments. And I'm like, I hate you and you win. <laughs> well, we could just do the exact same video. We could do like backwards. drab black. Uh, no, then, backwards. We should be like all dressed up and then snap our fingers and be like shirtless. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm all about making hilarious TikToks with you, man. I think we could do it. I think, It'd be very funny. I think we would go viral, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> There's like a whole there's a whole kind of section of TikTok for like sort of middle aged che- guys, I guess. Cheesy dads, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we could do it. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> um, so this weekend, it was a slow weekend for Kilbillies yeah. and um, also a bit of a bummer for me because uh, so we played Square Group, but that was fine. But then um, I was meant to play at Guanabana and it got rained out. I know. I was going to come out and play two songs. I was going to come out and play two songs at your thing, and you know, it's just yeah. No, it was, I was a bummed bummed out. <laughs> because I really enjoy playing those um, Guanabana's gigs because it's like um, my solo stuff. I don't do it that often, and yeah. I just like to brush off the dust off it and make sure it's. I was fresh. I was practicing. I was practicing on Saturday, and I was practicing one song, and then I started playing the second song, and my wife says. Are those the two songs you're planning on playing with Ben tomorrow? And I said, Yeah, why? She goes, Could you play something that's not in the eighties? And I was like, Damn it, I'm not going. Oh man. <laughs> you would have been allowed to play stuff that was in the eighties. That was so that was, by it. Me. that was it. It's Kelly's fault. <laughs> I, I blame her. I blame her. So um 
Yeah, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, you wrote a song. It's really good. I did write a song. Yeah, and we got together. And, um, and it's the best song we've ever written ever, and it's going to go like quadruple platinum. I'm just that's saying. That's how we're going to go I'm viral. just saying. We'll make a video <laughs> taking our shirts off to that song. Oh, man, see. That's actually a good song to do that to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, yeah, it was great. It's it's kind of got this energy to it. it. The is what we would – about a year ago, I was like, our next album – it's got to be all bangers, you know, like all like fast tunes yeah. because we've never done it, something like that. And there's always the temptation to write these kind of tender, heartfelt songs. And I just want one album where it just hits, hits, hits. Yeah. And um, and then you just came out with this song, which is it fits the bill exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really happy about I that. I mean, you know, we, we've had conversations on here a million times with people and they're like, you know, I write about what I know because it you know, comes from the heart and I know what it is. And, you know, and I always joke around about how when I write, it always ends up being about like jilted love, but somehow I've been married 26 years. So I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Um, and so I just sat down and said, I want to write a song that, you know, that hits hard and it's this and this and it's kind of this style or whatever. I'm like, what would that be about? And I'm like walking into a bar, drinking a lot and getting into a fight. None of which I ever do. So, yeah, yeah. so that's what the song is about. Yeah, totally. And it, it works. It sounds great. You know, it's a, I would do a song like that, like a rowdy drinking song. Because we play rowdy drinking songs. We just didn't write any of them. We just never so, write them, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to have one of our own. I'm very nice. happy about it. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, Cody Morale with us, or AKA Stony Vibes. How's it going? How you guys doing today, man? How's yeah, it going, man? Having another day in paradise. Just uh, happy to be here. Happy to be at a. Um, be on this progress of music so far. Never thought I'd be here two years ago on yeah, a podcast dude. about music. So did you so. start two years ago? No, I've actually been playing music since I was about 15, 14, actually. Okay. So a- can you tell me a little bit about how it was when you were a kid and, and how you got into music? And, um, you know, take your time. Let's hear the whole story. Um, you know, like, were your parents supportive, all that kind of thing? Kind of, really. Um I wanted to play drums after watching School of Rock as a kid. I'm like, I want to play drums. I begged my parents in elementary school. I did drum lessons for like two months. They got divorced. Drum drum lessons went out the window. I was like, all right, well, fuck. I can play uh, (laughs) some drumsticks. I can bang on some pots and pans and textbooks. I can play music in class. I can tap. I can play drums. uh, So you always just had it in you, just no outlet for it. Exactly. And then... uh, Finally, a buddy of mine stole me an acoustic guitar for 50 bucks. His uncle gave him, and I'm like, all right, let me learn the basic chords, your G, C, D. Nice. Cowboy just... chords. Exactly. And then um, it was like Sublime and Jack Johnson kind of taught me, like, all right, bar chords. And, like, sure. I, I heard Jack Johnson doing these, like, crazy little riffs to, like, bar chords. I'm like, how is this guy playing these, like, melodies and playing, like, strumming at the same time? And I was like, what the hell? He's doing all this crazy stuff. And then Sublime taught me, like, just this skanking power chords. And I was yeah. like, all right, this is kind of a cool kind of genre because I was always into, like, all sorts of music as a kid. I was uh, had a bunch of friends that were rappers, a bunch of friends that were surfers. I had a bunch of friends that were skaters. So it was, like, it was punk, it was reggae, it was hip-hop it was kind of everything growing up everyone back then it was like soundcloud rap was the thing so all my friends wanted to be rappers i was like all right well give me fl studio i'll make you guys a little beat like i'll, nice. I'll start chopping some stuff up so that was kind of like my high school days and then um yeah did you ever rap i would freestyle with some friends here and there like yeah, getting drunk too, but yeah. <laughs> just, i would never call myself a rapper i'm just yeah. like 
But uh, yeah, it's a bold statement, <laughs> you know, to claim rap. Is <laughs> exactly, like, it's a big you one. have to be there lyrically, or just have the persona where you just own it, kind of. I mean, I, there was a few songs in Sonic Boom Six, the band I was in back in the day, where that I was rapping in them. But would I call myself a rapper? No. Exactly. I've yeah. done some songs where it's like reggae style, where I'm like. I'm kind of rapping, but am I a rapper? No, it's yeah, because yeah. I'll never claim myself to that kind of standard or something. But exactly, yeah. it's like it's just a different genre. I just don't really associate. I mean, I associate with, but it's like I don't call myself in that particular yeah, yeah. Totally. area. But so, um, what would you say is some of your um, biggest like uh, influences in terms of musical styles and bands have been? Dude, it varies. So much, honestly. I've gone through all phases of my life. I grew up here in Florida, but then when I was 18, I pretty much packed up all my stuff, moved to Colorado, kind of like lived in a truck for two two months, and then uh, figured out some stuff, got an apartment. But when I grew up in Florida, it was mainly all reggae music, surf rock kind of and stuff. And then I moved to Colorado and got into like the Grateful Dead and Widespread Panic and all these bluegrass and jam bands. And I'm like... This is so different. And then I met all these like dubstep and bass head kids where I'm like, all right, this music's so different. So it's like, I don't like calling genres genres because I, if I can play a show yeah. and play every single music I want to play, I will have a mashup of all different sounds. Like, yeah, definitely. I've that. gone, like, I, one of my best shows ever was Ministry, Primus, and Slayer. And then also, like, I would say that next to like Revolution. Like, they're both like, I just love music, and it's just yeah. genres are limitations, I think, and you can just kind of, like, explore it. And if you can find the right way to explore different genres with the, keeping the sound the right way yeah. without mashing it and making it sound like a atomic bomb. Like a mess, yeah. You can kind of, like, all right, we can kind of, like, do this, like, heavy reggae kind of ska, then kind of do, like, a like really really wubby bass breakdown and then you're come speaking back, my language my friend come back in heavy with like a punk rock like anthem kind of i'm like and then it kind of keeps like the music the crowd kind of like on this roller coaster kind of which yeah. is like a bunch of my friends were djs in colorado and san diego when i lived out there and it's like to watch how a dj can kind of like take this crowd and kind of like pick it up then have them fucking going amp going like crazy nice. then kind of like bring them down have them like feeling that energy that ecstasy they just felt from that and then bring it back up again and then they leave that experience with like a different feeling and it's you you know when i was like 18 19 i remember saying almost exactly this to my girlfriend at the time um that i wanted to sort of create this thing where it's just like every type of music and it just kind of swirls it through this this like journey through all these different types of music and in one way or another I kind of did that with Sonic Boom 6. We we really veered around, you know, and played a lot of different stuff whilst trying to maintain a stylistic sort of, you know, thread. Exactly, but, yeah. Um, I, I, I think these days it's a little more divided. Like I really like kind of reggae and ska and I really like sort of bluegrass and Irish music, but um, they don't really meet they don't, up that yeah. often. Exactly. Yeah. There's some things that don't mix, and I've realized that with like reggae, I can definitely incorporate that like dubby wubby bass because sure. i can do that that heavy echo that a lot of delay i can kind of hit my keyboard and do like a low frequency pass and kind of like do that whoop 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 and kind of like make those noise go with the dub and then kind of yeah. like i mean if you think about it like dubstep and all that stuff originated from like dub well, yeah, reggae dub it's, all, sure. it's all just throwing a bunch of channels around and just mixing it and i'm like all right yeah. i can kind There's of jamaicans in south london in the early Dude, 2000s yeah they're crazy with it so i was like yeah. all right i can kind of contribute this and then 
with the live band, it was sick with it because we would just kind of like, I would hop on the keys, put my guitar down, and just have bass and drums going. I'm just like throwing these like little channel mixers on the keyboards. I'm like, all right, we're getting these like low pass frequencies. And like, it makes every person kind of like enjoy the show more. I've realized that where it's like, I'll be playing, what's it called? Um, Steve Miller Band, The Joker. And I'll do that and I'll mash that up with. It wasn't me by Shaggy, and then I'll yeah. go in from Shaggy to Angel by Shaggy, and then I'll like do a little breakdown where I throw the wubs in there, and everyone's like, the old people love it because Steve Miller Band, the young kids love yeah. it because Shaggy, the younger kids love it because like the weird yeah, bass yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what the so hell is this when kid doing? When you're making the bass lines, what are you uh, what are you using for that? Is it a keyboard or are you just doing it with your guitar? So I use an octave pedal with my guitar. Yeah, so I, and then you and then you just do the the low part the filter. Well, no, so I'll do. For my bass line, I'll do the octave pedal with the guitar, and then with my keys, I'll get the synth, and I'll kind of get to get like a synth line going, and I'll just okay. do like echoes with the synth kind of and stuff like that. Okay, kinda gotcha. Like, I don't know. It's just half my gigs, I'm like, if it's quiet where I'm like, it's not that much of a crowd or like it's a rainy day or something, like I always, always kind of experiment with new stuff, and mm-hmm. half the time, a lot of the venues love it because they're getting the same old, same old stuff where yep. everyone's trying to play the simple covers and the simple stuff, and I'm like, all right, well... There's five people in here that want to have a concert. I'm going to give them that concert. Like, I don't care if it's yeah, smaller or if it's we big. We say that on here all the time. Yeah. You know, if there's five people in the room, you, you want to make sure they walk out of there like your fans. You yeah. Exactly. And it's, that's one of the best things because, like, I've had the weird experiences where I've been at venues playing for the first time with my band and people are like, yo, we've heard about your band. Like, we wanted to see you guys. I'm like, you guys are 55 years old. Like, why do you want to see a young punk band, like a punk reggae band like me? Like, why do you guys want, like, they're like, no, we heard about you all over town. I'm like, well, this is fucking sick. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, so we cool. must be doing something right. And, and also, here's the thing. Something I realize as I get older is that um, there's not really an age limit on liking music, especially these days. Because back in the day, yep. you know, like, in like the 60s and 70s, the older people had never heard rock music. Exactly. I mean? But now, like, rock and punk is, it's been it's, around. It's been know? around for 40, 50 years now. So yeah, it's like, yeah. they grew up on that. So it's like, it's coming back around where it's like, it's more accepted and appreciated. And like, I kind of like that, where it's like, I'm getting ven- gigs at venues I never thought would want to book me. Yeah. And it's like, because it, people rock love this stuff Rock music is now. basically, in the, it's pretty much in the same category as, like, classical music at this point. Been around for so long. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with it. So. Yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Um, So... When you're recording your music, uh, do you do you do it at home? Um, I've been working on it right now, kind of like uh, just getting the process of recording music on Ableton, kind of like... Yeah, layer. what's the songwriting process? Because we'll get into talking about the gear later, but I'm just curious about like how you, uh, how you build a song idea together. That has been a hard task for me recently. It's been kind of a rough run. Um, usually before, when I was living in Colorado, I lived in a van for like two years, and that was where I got a lot of my inspiration for a lot of songs I've written then that I'm just now starting to bring to life now. Right. So it's been kind of like that. But, um, oh, so you're using ideas that you had in Colorado. Exactly. Kind of. And just uh, I'm trying to like dig into like past experiences because, I mean, I was 18. I moved out there with nothing, moved to San Diego with nothing. Just well, that's kind a of, great story. Yeah, it's been a long experience, been a long journey. I mean, I've been homeless more times than I've had a house, so it's uh, sure. And um, but always just came back to the music. Like there was times where I was busking music, playing with uh, like on the sidewalk and making enough money just like just to keep on living in a ski, a rich ski town, kind of. As, sure, uh, yeah. It was hard, but um, it always just came back full three sixty. And I think busking is a great is a great like apprenticeship because it it teaches you how 
to attract people to you. Exactly. It taught me a lot of stagemanship. It was yeah. like, all right, well, there's everyone walking by me. How can I stand out to where it's like, and there was days where I was making two, three hundred bucks as a busker. It yeah, was like, yeah. I, can, they, I can relate, man. I did the same thing. Yeah, and it was awesome. And there was times where like, I'd have other friends come with me too. Like there was times where it'd be me with a ukulele or a guitar and a harmonica, then another buddy with a guitar, a buddy on a st- uh, stand-up bass, and another buddy with a harmonica. And we'd just be jamming for three or four hours and like yeah, man. made four hundred bucks. We're like, all right, well let's go get some whiskey. Let's go have a good, yeah. ni- a good nice dinner. And like, great job, boys. Like it was yeah. fun. And we'd just all go back to our houses or go back to our campers and stuff. And it was a good time. So yeah, man. Now, the the way it worked. Well, I was talking about it last week, but the way it worked with me is um, I'd just busk in the middle of Manchester. And I did that for about, I mean, on and off for years, but like for, I, it was my primary source of income for about a year. Same um, here. Like, yeah. It was just like, I'm like, all right, it's a Friday afternoon. Like, I got to go bust because it's my income for the next week right here. So if yeah. I make three or 400 bucks, like, I'll be set to get me by till Wednesday and start busking again because there's times where it'd be dumping snow and I'm like, all yeah. right, well, I got to fucking make some money. I'm going yeah. out in the snow and out there with your, like, fingers, uh-huh, gloves and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, no guitar, ukulele only. I'm like, just something yeah. nice and easy. I'm like, what can I play to make this money? But, uh, yeah, we yeah we used to wear the fingerless gloves. Even the, the tips of your fingers are like freezing cold. Oh, you're dude. trying to play. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> bad. I've, I would never play guitar in the snow ever again. My fingers <laughs> have been through it enough. Is there like is there like because um, I've heard you talk about busking in Manchester and stuff, and then we've had a few people on here now talk about busking and stuff. So like when you're out busking and everything, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming you've done it in, in different cities, different places. Um, yeah. Do you ever have a problem with like? Um, like the you know local law enforcement or anything like that. Yeah, or? so um, we would in Breck for a little bit in Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, mainly if you're using any kind of amplification. So okay. if you had any kind of amplifier, microphone, anything like that, they would kind of give you a hassle. Other than that, they were pretty. They kind of like encouraged it because it kind of brought like the tourists like yeah, artistic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there being this like little town square area. There's a bunch of like. Little river flowing through, a bunch of town like shops and stuff. Yeah, I've and, been there. It's a, it's a cool yeah, place. Yeah, and, and like the music kind of attracted attention, and it was kind of sucks now because you go there now, everyone's got amplifiers and Bose sound towers. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. four years ago, I was struggling trying to oh, yell out across the main street to sing loud enough, but it, it helped. They probably me. need licenses too now. I, yeah, you got a book with yeah. them like a hundred bucks for the, the year or six yeah, months just or something. Because I know, like, um, uh, last last summer, uh, last year, uh, we went on tour and we were gonna we were gonna busk in Memphis, and I had to I had to apply. It was free, but I had to apply yeah. for a license and get a permit and all that stuff. We ended up not doing it, but we had to like pre-register and get a permit. And there mm-hmm. was certain areas that you were confined to, and certain like decibel you know you couldn't be louder yeah. than x whatever you couldn't be louder loud enough for like the next busker you know x feet away or whatever could hear you um but then there's other cities like like west palm beach i've looked into it here a couple of times because I, I thought like you're always telling me like there's a great way to cut your teeth you know playing in front of a crowd or whatever yeah. even if it's the same yeah. three songs over and over and over exactly. again you're not expected to perform like you are in a venue i'm you pretty can just sure do... you can get a license in west palm beach but they're I've... weird about it it's but like you very... have to get a certain time and certain it's place. very very difficult i've looked into it and it's like damn near impossible and it's if you're out there, it's also expensive. It's, yeah. It doesn't not worth it. And if you're out there without one, like you, you get in trouble. So what happened to me in West Palm Beach? I've busted two or three times in West Palm Beach, and um, they move me. Here's the thing: you don't get in that much trouble. They they just move you on, like the first time or two. Then the third time, they're like, if we catch you doing it again, you get in trouble. Yeah. But the the um, the thing is, the way I was doing it was I was doing it on the sax. And you don't need to amplify the sax, right? And uh, so, and it's super portable, and you can almost kind of play it off like you weren't busking. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, they know you were, but you just feel like I was just playing it a bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like uh, the sax is by far and away the easiest way to busk. I was just curious because I see I do see people on Clematis and stuff like that, you know, busking. Like we've played we've played O'Shea's before, and I've gone back to the parking garage to get something out of my car, and there's a guy with his hat on the floor and he's playing violin, and someone else is playing ukulele, and somebody else is playing guitar. There's always two or three people on Clematis, but I yeah. but I feel like every time I've looked into it, it's either been like frowned upon or expensive, you know. Well, it's it's South Florida, you know. It, it it's very like those. They don't exactly encourage that yeah. kind of thing down here. Yeah, you know? I think it's more kind of the attitude of what you're bringing to that area where you're playing sure. at. Because there's probably those, there's some buskers that you know of. They're fucking just a six dollar bottle of whiskey, just fucking deep, just fucking playing, yeah, strumming yeah. like crazy, and just sitting in front of a restaurant. And they're like, dude, we can't have you in front of a restaurant trying to busk in front of here. And right, like, you get the like mentally ill, like exact, awful people. Exactly, and, and you get like people who are actually good. Exactly, know? and some people that are trying to like actually just showcase their art rather than just fucking trying yeah. to. Make enough bottle, enough money for another bottle of KD, pretty yeah. much. So and, it's like, and there's definitely like you, you know, the, a whole grade from kind of glorified begging essentially to to performing a concert. Exactly, and it's like yeah. that's why like there be days where I was busking. It's like I didn't care if I made money or not, but it's like some of the best times busking was like a nice little flurry, and like I was playing like um can't help falling in love on the ukulele, and it's like this old couple just stopped and they started seriously like slow dancing on the sidewalk, and I'm like. This is the best fucking tip I could ever get right here. Right. I'm like, this is like I'm making a memory. I'm making a fucking moment magical. It's like that's what music's about, though. It's not about yeah. fucking making cash off it or getting viral. It's about like what ex- what experience people can leave from what they've heard, kind of. Yeah. And it's like you know, I've never felt when I first started doing it, it really broke something in me, the nerves of playing in front of people because it's like you you're you feel you almost feel naked. Yeah. You're like stood there mm-hmm. in front of everyone. You have your instrument. And you're like, well, do I start like now? You know, and you go, yeah. okay, I guess I'm just going to start. It's really weird when you first start doing. Well, it. that's. I mean, that's the thing. Like we've we've talked about, you know, and you, you do solo stuff as well, right? Yeah, all the yeah. time. So now. We, we've talked about that a lot. Where um, I, you know, I, I want to do some solo stuff. Maybe in my off days, be able to go do that and fill in some gaps and stuff. Um, but I, I can't. I just can't get. You know, I'm like, I'm like at the top of the hill with the car and it's running out of gas. You know, I just, I can't get over that that last little hump of like. When I'm with the band, and, and Kelly tells me all the time, she's like, she's like, you play like you know a hundred times a week. Like, what is the big deal? Yeah, the big deal is when I'm with though. the I, I when I'm with the mean. band, I'm hiding behind the band. Right. Even if I screw something up and it's obvious it was the bass, I'm still hiding behind the band. I have a ginormous stand up bass. I'm hiding behind the band. When I'm out there by myself and it's just me, like there's no hiding, man. It's just me. Right. You're vulnerable. I, no, you're absolutely and, right, and that's why it's good because <clears throat> um, because you really find out. What you're made of, yeah, and you. Not only that, you get better quickly. Yeah. You get because I always feel like you almost get scared into getting better. And I remember being at that point as well. I remember being at the point where I'd I had loads of nerves, and I'd like organize these solo gigs for myself, and I'd and I'd just be so nervous. And then I'd go and do it, and I'd make a load of mistakes. But you know, it, it, that's how you. That's just what yeah. you got to do. Yeah, so it's scary, and you're not going to be good your first get. You might be. You might be yeah. amazing. I don't know. I mean, th- but there's a ton of people that go out there and do it like, um, like like you do, and I, I believe you do too. Like you got the looper and everything yeah. else uh, going. I do. Like yeah, I started off with full solo, and that's why I try to like 
because I'll do gigs with my band, and it's like they'll be all like kind of like just getting the. They're just now getting into like performing on stages. Like they've done open mics. I kind of met them at open mics and stuff like that, and we kind of like just became best buddies. And nice. I'm like, all Where right, they, guys. They all live up in Fort Pierce for you. Oh uh, no, actually, one's in Pennsylvania right now. Oh, that's right. Just moving down here. Hopefully, moving down here soon. And the other just moved up to Merritt Island, but he's got a house in Fort Pierce. He goes back and forth with okay. so. Trying to make it work long distance. That's why I kind of just produce at home and just kind of send them stems. Sure. And like, all right, here's a drum pattern. I'm kind of working with this song. Let's kind of like see what you think about it. And then we kind of just network like that kind of. It's the beauty cool. of the internet, man. You can yeah, right? record like, long distance. Exactly. It's been crazy. So. so I'm putting together a video right now of people all over the world and just having them record their faces on their phones. And I'm just slotting that into like little TV screens on the Hell yeah. The video. Like music video? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> totally, man. Um, so do you practice your guitar still these days? Um, honestly, I gig so often. That's pretty much yeah. my practice, and that's why I kind of... How many gigs would you say you do a week? <clears throat> uh, usually, on an average, about three to four, sometimes five or six, maybe. Yeah. So, like, been trying to stay as consistent as possible. Like, I do a, every week, and I'm at um, Kyle G's and Stewart. So I, I do that almost every single Sunday. Every, yeah. every Sunday. So it's, like, a great little beachside oceanfront spot so i just go there and play music and just like work on some new stuff with my band or it's kind of like work on ideas and i'm like i do that to work with the crowd reaction i'm like all right how's this song sound i just yeah. wrote like let's see how they think about it all right they liked it boom it's going on the checklist oh uh, yeah didn't get a good response or i might just work on it some more and kind of like tweak it out a little bit work on the lyrics some more and stuff so yeah i kind of do that as like a way to Gauge myself and gauge my lineup, kind of what's, sure, what, yeah, what, what my song set list. All right, what songs do they want to hear? What songs do they not want to hear? All right, everyone loves hearing this. I'm gonna keep this in this like grade A folder. Yeah. Do you have songs that you play even though people you know people don't like it that much just because you like it? I definitely do. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely, there's <laughs> yeah. plenty of them I do it and. Yeah. 20 of them might not like it, but five of them might, and yeah. I don't care. If those five like it, that's the crowd I want to reach because they're the ones who are there to enjoy the music. And most, yeah, yeah. most of the music I listen to, I'm, everyone enjoys it. So it's like, I'm like, you just have a good vibe, and let's just work together and keep this vibe going. Something that I picked up from you today is, uh, like, you're right, it's not that difficult to get, like, a like a wobbly bass going. and 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 you don't even really need... A synth up there. You could just no. do it with the octave pedal. That that too. I mean, I just have, or originally I had one of those little tiny Akai mini keyboards. And yeah, I was, yeah. Hit that and just turn the frequency knob and just like, sure. and that was it. One, I'll do like a, what's it called? Um, Fleetwood Mac cover. I'll do Dreams, like more of like a house beat kind of version. You know, like, I would stop it and I'd have like this bass wumbling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Boom, and like back into it, and like, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" It sounds like a real like radio yeah. song. I'm like, it's yeah, just, I'm just ha- they're having fun twisting knobs. I'm like, "All right, this sounds sick." I'm like, yeah. "Let me experiment with these different sounds." I'm like finding on Ableton and like just combine it with. The- I'm already had a loop going. I can have so much other stuff I can do now. Like the loops already made, the bass yeah. line, the drums. All I gotta do yeah. is sing into a microphone and just twist some knobs and have fun with it. That's and- that's the key, man. Like get 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 your set where you're comfortable enough to just play around and experiment yeah. and have a good time and you're not just like freaking out and focused on like oh god am i gonna play this right or yeah whatever, and it's like know? i could easily like i don't have to bring all this gear with me but it's like i do it because it's, it's, fun. it's, it's fun. fun and yeah. it's like i'm like dude like when unless i get to play in front of people and like have all this cool shit like yeah some gigs i can leave it at home but i'm like 
I want to give these people the same experience these other people get. So I'm going to bring all the gear with me. I'm going to lug it, and I'm going to set it all up, and I'm going to have fun with it, and I'm going to give these people a good time, and hopefully yeah, I've they... I've seen you. You're great. Uh, thanks, it. man. Thank you. Yeah, and you've seen a bit of my set, too. It's yeah. Like, it's definitely a lot more pared down than yours, and I think the, uh, I think the idea of... Um, getting some bass lines in there i'm gonna take that away from this meeting dude sure. absolutely man just a simple octave pedal and just get those bass lines going and i just... mean i'm already playing like regular bass but like that kind of like house bass, oh you know? absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah no that's just super fun and it's yeah. kind of like it kind of fills in a lot of gaps too i've realized you can kind of yeah. like fill in those empty because with reggae all those like skank notes there's so many empty spaces that aren't being filled yet so sure. i'll kind of fill in like some little synth leads or some swirls in there and kind of like try to add it all together yeah do you listen to classic like seventies reggae? Do you like the some yeah? Of the old stuff? That's like some of my favorite stuff. And, like yeah. a lot of like um King Tubby and yeah. like Peter Tosh and yeah, that's like Gregory. Yeah. Like, I just love like the simplicity of it and like how like rugged it sounds, but how like good it sounds. And it's yeah. like you don't need like they had the worst gear ever, and it was like still sounding like organic and it still sounded yeah. great. And it's like makes me feel like all right, I have a MacBook and a Universal Audio Volt two seventy six interface, and I'm like all these keyboards and stuff i'm like why can't i make a fucking song these guys had nothing i'm like what the hell man (laughs) i know it's like kid in a candy store stuff i think that it's like when you have like every option out there it's like well which one do i pick exactly we talked about this the other day it's like limitations are actually created yeah it's like you're talking about with uh, lot 49 i was watching that podcast and i'm like i kind of like all right i see kind of these questions i'm like all right because it's not the same thing i was working with too like how he's kind of like recording and like producing more hip-hop beats where i'm like all right it's so hard for me to be on a drum pad trying to get these like live drum sounds i'm like it's almost impossible i'm seriously trying to tweak every parameter i'm like dude it's just not happening but then i go to the 808 and like i'm like wow this sounds so clean right now i don't gotta do nothing yeah in the same way you guys were talking about it yesterday or i was watching the podcast yesterday yeah it's definitely a cool way of doing it if you decide to incorporate that into your sound takes away a huge like worry exactly just use these awesome drums exactly (laughs) that's why i've been trying to get more with like the my drummer trying to get in the studio so like certain songs i'm like all right i can definitely produce this on a keyboard but then other songs i'm like i need real organic drums yeah, i need sure. that those crashes to sound like someone's beating the shit out of them like i want yeah, everything to sound organically kind of so um talking to bands um like have you ever had a situation like how do you deal with drugs and alcohol when you're at a show do you have any kind of like rules with that or anything like that well, I actually um, got sober up, like, two years ago from, like, a lot of other drugs. Like, I sure. still drink, I still smoke weed, but, like, I was doing a lot of coke and partying back then. And right. I thought it made me a better musician. I thought it was Everyone gonna... thinks that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm you like, always think that. Exactly. <laughs> like, I remember one time I played a gig at Terrafamata for um, mm-hmm. Memorial Day or something, and I was surfing all day. My buddy's boat pulled up. I paddled out to his boat, took a shot of whiskey on the boat, came out, um, did some other things, and then I went to the show, and... All my friends showed up there, excited to see me, paid 15 bucks at the door, and I was a train wreck. I uh, was so bad. But being on a boat is a special kind of wasted, too. It's like exactly. you're like kind of sunburned. Well, I, I just paddled out, hopped on, <laughs> took a shot, then paddled back surfing. And I kept surfing after, but um, no, and then, like, I just was embarrassed as hell, and I was like, dude, like, what the hell am I doing? And then kind of, like, met a great girl, got myself cleaned up and stuff, and then nice. started taking music seriously where i'm not partying not drinking at every single gig not acting like i'm the fucking rock star i'm like dude just humble yourself and just go play music and have fun doing that and it honestly helped me 
a lot. It made me more successful as a musician, helped me get more gigs, helped me stay, have more steady contracts with other like, venues and stuff, and I yeah. was like the yeah, best thing I ever did for myself. Yeah. You, can't, you can't like put a price on... Your name. On, on, like, yeah, well, that, that's it. I can't remember who said it. I think it's DJ Premier, you know, who, who, who said, you know, reputation hard won and easily lost, you know, exa- that's the most important thing. Exactly. I think he has it tattooed on his forearm, <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that because, yeah, you can, you, can lose, you can lose your name real quick and I've realized that the hard way, so I worked my way back to kind of like get my name out there and just be a standout musician. It was like... um. I try to tell my friends if you're gonna come here, come here to see a show and get shit faced. Like, don't show up because like I've had friends seriously try to be best buddy buddies with me and walk up to me and kick my pedals and stuff and yeah. almost knock over my speakers. I've had them getting fights at the bar. Then the bartender's looking at me like I'm the guy starting the fight and it's like, dude, like I'm yeah. just here playing music. I can't control my friend over there across the bar yeah, and yell yeah. at him. I don't want to be associated with him. I'm just trying to keep this song going. Hopefully nothing escalates. And then yeah. it's like, but um. Yeah, it's something I had to learn the hard way because I've yeah, lost dude. a few venues that way. I've lost a few connections that way. And it's like, all right, what do I care more about? My friends being there partying or me making a career as a musician? And it's like, of course, it's me making a sure, career as a musician. Sure. I want my friends to party there with me. But if you can't do it in a respectable sense, then don't bother showing up kind of. Yeah, no, that's interesting because that – like. I've been I've been the person who was a disaster before. Same. I've also See, I was had the worst. To, I've also had to had to had band members who who were super unreliable like that. But noticeably, I had band members who were super unreliable like that when I was. And yeah. it's like now I'm not. The the guys in my band are just completely together guy, you know. We're, that's why we're I'm terrible. So, Don't let them fool you. <laughs> well, that's why I'm so glad with my drummer and bass player, well, also my guitarist, but like they're both like really great A guys like that. The crowd I was hanging with when I was partying before, probably would have never met these guys and then it, now that I kind of like was doing my shit, had my ducks in a row, became more of like a local name and Stuart and stuff as a musician. Yeah. They reached out to me to open up for me at the surf shop one day. I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead, like open up. Like that takes less time off my slot. Like I'll just play you guys 75 bucks out of my 200 here you guys go and they're like yo like we love your music we love watching you on instagram can we jam with you and that jam just led into a band ship kind of so i was like all right this is sick and then um yeah so like luckily they don't fuck around and do anything like that so it's like oh, been nice nice only thing i can say is like they're kind of late sometimes yeah. but yeah they get that all well, i gotta believe it i mean yeah i i I've never been in a recovery situation but i have to believe that if you are surrounded by people that are um, that are very supportive of that and and are kind of respectful of that. That it makes it, you know, not that it's an easy road, but it but it it, it, it helps. It, it yeah. makes it easier. It makes, exactly. it makes it a little easier. I, yeah. I mean, like like in your case, if, if James and I were getting sloshed and drunk and falling off the stage every show, you know, w- would you? You know, would you fall off the wagon? Probably not, but at the same time, it would probably. I would be, be able, having a very nice time because no, I feel left out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. It, it, it would have to. It would be hard on you. It yeah. would be hard on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah if I was at sure. band practice and I had my buddies like in the corner chopping up a line, I'd be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do what I used to do back in the day." But it's like, thankfully, I don't have that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have friends that come to my shows and will try to get me to do. I like, go to the bathroom and I'm like, "Dude, like I I'm here at work right now, and also like, I don't do that shit no more because yeah, yeah. it doesn't help me in any way with what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like yeah. I always thought it would. I'm like. I can just like stay up all night and make music on my computer. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I'd rather wake up at eight in the morning and have a cup of coffee and yeah. work on music then. I'm like, that's the better way to make it. Not strung out it. at four in the morning. And it, took, it took me. It took me till I was like 39 to realize that too. It's like, well, no, I realized it before, but to actually act on it. The and yeah, getting up. You know, I get up. 
I was working on music at like 9 a.m. today, you know. I was Same here. I woke up at like 9.45, went to my, right, right to my studio and just started working on some tracks. And I'm like, all right, yeah. this is like what I'm doing on my day off. Like, I could be surfing, could be fishing, but I'm like, I really want to work on this music. I want yeah. to start putting stuff out there and like, it's my day off. Am I going to take the day off? No, I'm going to fucking work on some music and try to like seriously sit there and record the same guitar track for 25 takes because I want this little lead riff to sound the way I want it and a recording i'm like dude yeah. so i sat there and i'm like what time is it I'm like it's two o'clock now i've been here since 10 30 trying to record these keyboards and this guitar riff and i'm like i need to go to the beach like i'm gonna go surf for 30 minutes like take my yeah, dog yeah. out i'm like i've been in the house all day and it's like well, it's I, great you have surfing as an outlet like a physical outlet it's yeah I, I needed that because like surfing and skating is what kind of like makes me like listen to music or think of music so when i'm skating cool. i'm listening to music i'm thinking of ideas and then when i'm surfing i'm thinking of like sounds in my head and how I can make these sounds come onto a computer or onto a guitar or cool. out of a microphone nice. like is, that's how I come with nice my life. perfect Florida musician life well listen yeah. I think that now's a good opportunity to uh, listen to a little bit of your band why, yeah, why don't we stick uh, you got some footage some live footage so let's yeah, check that out we got that uh, festival coming up so we'll play the footage for that I guess yeah so. wicked alright cool This week's episode is sponsored by Gual Music. Gual Music is a music production company led by Guy Gualtieri, or Gual, which is for labels and independent artists in need of fast turnarounds and affordability in the South Florida area. The company maintains high-end gear, industry standard software, and uses the latest recording and editing techniques to produce commercially competitive music for their clients. Gual Music makes music production easy by bringing the studio to you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also... Um, Sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's 
it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam, or baby foot as they call it in France. And uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. Okay, so we were just listening to an ad for Live Music Community, and it's a school. So I was wondering, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians? Keep on chasing your dream. Um, you might have to do some side quests on the side. Like, we all have to get real jobs. Like, don't give up on the dream, though. Just um, do what you got to do to make it work. Like, I work nonstop, but I still try to play music as much as possible because one, I make more money playing music sometimes. And two, yeah. it's like it's just if you if you're happy doing what you love to do and it's making you successful or even if you're not successful and you're just happy doing it. You, you can just seriously sit at home and play music, just be happy with it and uh just don't ever stop. Like yeah. I've met a lot of friends who play their first five chords and then they stop because it gets too hard and it's like you haven't even started the journey of what music can bring you and it's like yeah totally that first hill that first little hump mm-hmm. it, that i'd say about you know 50 percent of people don't even get over that first little hump no nah, it's like once you get past that hump like the ride down is the way you want to have the ride down it's like yeah. snowboarding you're, you're on the chairlift like don't get yeah. off the lift early that's like go to the top and ride that mountain down because then you're having so much fun like you, you can play anything you want to play you start learning like little solos and like it's just fun whether it's guitar or like i'm a musician that's trying to not stop like i started on drums then guitar i taught myself piano um taught myself ukulele and harmonica i'm trying to learn like trumpet and like saxophone like i want to keep on learning like don't ever stop learning music because everything everything is different like i i'll get bored with a guitar then i'll hop on my my keyboard and my organ and i'm like wow like i love this kind of music again like i'm playing something different now and it it's always challenge yourself, I guess. Like no, absolutely. It, it, that's that, that's 
where I'm at too. I once had a piece of advice given to me by um, uh, the, my accompanist when I was um, like young and I was a, a good sax player, and she was like, "Don't start learning all these instruments to become a jack of all trades." And I always think, like, she really didn't have my number at all. I thought that was a, yeah. that was bad advice. I think maybe for some people it's good advice, but it wasn't the right advice for me. You know? No, because like I see some musicians, like there's tons of looping artists that I'll see go from. A keyboard to a guitar to a bass guitar to a saxophone then to a trumpet and I'm like that is the sickest thing ever like yeah. you're just letting these creations in your head just go out and through a speaker and like yeah to be able to like just do that and uh, like that's why I'm like saying like there be some gigs where it's like I'll like do my first set second set and the third set and not do any covers and just do like an improv kind of jam and just like explore sounds and like most people most people love it if you do it yeah. the right way where it's not obnoxiously like too drawn out if you do it like like subtle like people love that kind of like different and less like more of like just layering and just like improving kind of where I, yeah no i'll doubt. do like my melodica and i'll do like a harmony with that then loop that then i'll go back to my like, keyboards and i'm like just keep everyone's like well, this guy's been playing five instruments for the past 10 minutes now but it's like it's yeah it, it's a fun it's a fun way to keep people entertained ever and and it's also it's like that that kind of when you're a solo guy and you play a lot of stuff there's a large group of people who are just like wow he can play all these yeah. you know it's yeah. a great way to win people but over. am I great at it no so I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm like am I great at it no but like <laughs> I make it just sound decent and like I have fun with it and it's all about having fun it's like I, do I consider right. myself a a virtuoso no like I suck at guitar I suck at singing and I'm like, but like I have fun with it and I try to be prefer to be more of an entertainer because like yeah then people say i'm a decent singer i'm like i'm okay i'm, a yeah, guitar, I I'm a okay singer. i'm like but like i just try to give people an entertainment and a show yeah. where they remember like wow that was a fun three hours we just spent at some random bar right now so absolutely there's, there's definitely i mean there's definitely something to be said about like the advice that you got you know there's definitely something to be said about um you know for some people the path is yeah stick with that one instrument well, and become absolutely amazing with it because without it that we wouldn't have those virtuosos in the world and stuff absolutely. like that but it's definitely not the advice for everyone well, yeah. in fact that's not the advice for most people most people play as many instruments as you want yeah. be, yeah. as, be yeah. as versatile as you want you don't have to be you know you don't have to be the best at this you can be good at all of these that's, that's <laughs> why know? i'm producing so much because i'm not there doing like keyboards i'm not there doing a freaking keyboard solo for five minutes in a jam band i'm there doing oh, a simple <laughs> a simple like little lead melody or like yeah. same with like, melodica i'm not there doing a five minute or a two minute like little so well, listen doing... talking of your gear let's take a yeah. let's take a look at some of your gear because um we can get into your production so gotcha, the, first, yeah. the first thing we got up here is is your guitar tell us a little bit about this beauty all right so this is the reverend buckshot my uncle he's given me all my electric guitars except for my first telly i've got right now but uh i like the idea that your uncle is called the reverend buckshot <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he gave me this guitar, um, and uh, it's one of the best ones. It's got the Seymour single coil pickups, with the, but it's also got the humbuckers in the front too. So it gives you that nice twangy guitar for reggae, but also you flip that knob and you do that crunchy growl for if you want to do some like heavy like riffs and stuff. Yeah. But actually, when I first started doing looping and stuff, I didn't have an octave pedal. I didn't have a multi loop station. I just had the single ditto one channel looper. Yeah. So I would use this where I would use my um the humbucker as kinda like the bass pickup almost where I would kinda like I palm you. mute it and do it my bass lines on those top two strings and then I would kinda like turn the humbucker off, use the single coil and get that bright tone off of it and do the, the skanking off that. 
So that's how, kind of how it's I got my... Per, yeah, it's a cool guitar. Dude, it's a sick guitar. I've never heard of Reverend before, and um, actually seen one band at uh, Crazy Uncle Mike's, and he had a, the same guitar, and the sound is just one of my favorites. My guitar, yeah. my guitarist and bass player, he always steals this one from me because that's like his favorite to play on stage. No, so. totally, and I remember when, when I saw you, we were at Golden Juicery, and you were talking to me about this guitar because I was like, oh, you know, it looks awesome. And we, we, you told me a bit about it, and it's, it's dope. It's really nice. I think I would love it. I like the versatility of it. It reminds me a little bit of those um, Tele Deluxes. It has, you know, it's, it has a little bit of the flavor of those mm-hmm. just in the shape and the versatility of it too. Yeah, no, it's one of my hands-down favorites. It's got the best tone I've had from a guitar in a long time, and I've played my buddy's PRSs, and my aunt has a Gibson E335, and I've played that one's my favorite. But uh, yeah, yeah. this one this one has, like, the best, like, if you want to do like, a nice, like, fuzz on it and do some, like, nice high-pitched leads on it and that scream, this one's yeah. the one for it right here. Wicked, man. No, it's dope. Okay, so what have we got coming up next? So... The old classic. Tell us what you do with this guy. So, and this is ancient now, especially for loopers. I know technology's came a long way (laughs) since this thing, but uh, I love this because I mean, I worked with a single looper for so long now, and uh, I just always wanted to create like bass drops or guitar drops where I could have like a guitar in one channel, my bass and my um, kick and snare on one channel, my hi-hat in another channel. Mm-hmm. So like what I'll do is like some songs like let's say channel one I'll have my skank and maybe a lead on it, like a lead guitar. Then channel two I'll have my kick and s- snare and my yeah. bass line. Yeah. And channel three I'll have my crash, my cymbals and like maybe like a uh, organ effect on it. So that way when I wanted to do like a chorus I can turn stop track two have the drums and bass go off and have just my guitar just my organs and hi-hat and how that and like how make that noise keep going it's just like yeah and then you can drop the bass you can drop the bass and bring it back in and it's like i don't know keep keep i I do the same thing yeah yeah. yeah, it keeps songs exciting because like when you're at the loop pedal like all right the same eight bars over and over and over again i'm like all right how can i change it up and like yeah, you can always like just stop it and then stop again and then come back in again. But I'm like, all right, this. I, w- I wish I had more pedals. Like I wish I got to be like adding like congos and stuff and like having them yeah. come in at certain times. And I'm trying to figure that out and how to layer it better. But well, you can. Um, so the one, the 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 newer one, the 600, the 600 right? yeah. it has six, and it also has a an undo button. So you can you can you can basically use the undo button as another loop. See, that's why I've seen there are some ways with this one where it's like you can add like a Yeah, maybe you could do in. that on this too. I don't know. But if this has like an undo thing on it, I'm not sure if it does or not. You might be able to change the loop effects button to undo. And if yeah. it has that, then it, you can add like a whole, basically add another loop. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it. I've seen, but I'm just so bad at technology. Like right, this yeah, yeah. was, pedals, guitars, like guitar and piano are simple for me. Like anything yeah. that comes with like, computers and keyboards and pedals, I'm like, dude, my brain is just going to mush right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he let me borrow the uh, the RC20, is it? Uh, uh, two pedals? Yeah. Yeah, 30. Yeah. Maybe. 30, yeah. It's just got the two pedals. Uh, it's essentially just one of these. Exactly. You know? And, um, man, I like... I, I'm just now getting used to like being able to like with the rhythm, getting things in you know in line or whatever. But the technology side of it, like, it, and there's not a lot to it. I mean, there's like exactly. there's two pedals and a couple of knobs. There's not a lot to it, and somehow it was like a mental block of getting past that technological 
yeah, portion of yeah. it, you know. No, I feel that. I had to when I got that RC six hundred. I had to spend a week just forcing. I'm not good at it either, but yeah, I just, just forcing myself to learn it, you know. Yeah, just watching YouTube videos and like keep your eyes concentrating, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I found out like so many different things about this, and it's like it's every single thing is like a, there's so many different options options on it. Like I just figured out you can have three different outputs pretty much so that way you can have track one going yep. through your left output track two and that way you can have when you're a sound guy you're a gig where you're going through a soundboard your tr- your guitar bass and drums and hi-hat aren't going through the same channel exactly. like, no wonder these sound guys hate me so much I'm like dude I, I don't know what to tell you bro like I played through a Bose sound tower it sounds good on my end but like you gotta mix yeah. them a whole so you doing way. that now you're sending them out different ones I'm gonna try it on Friday or Saturday you I should do it that's how I yeah, do it I'm gonna try yeah. it so on so. my board right the way I do it um, when I play uh, when when I just play my own solo gigs and also when I play at places like Guanabanas is yeah I'll um, I have a microphone that's not even going through it. Yeah. Then I have a mic that is going through it. That's what I'm and, trying to figure out and that then part too. On the output, I, 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 so the outputs in total end up being four because I have the mic that's not going through it and then the three coming out of the looper. And um, and it's a game changer. They can mix you then. Gotcha, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm glad to figure that out now. I yeah, found it out yeah. like a week ago. I'm like, God, I'm like, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I finally figured it out. One <laughs> yeah, YouTube yeah. video. There and it go. also sounds better too because when you go out of the main output of those things, it all gets compressed together. And exactly. So Yeah, the, the, the separate outputs really let it breathe. I'm, I'm glad I figured that out now. Yeah, I can't wait sure, to try this out now. So does this thing have like built-in effects and stuff? Or, it or does. It... It's got like a built-in like low-pass filter. It's got, also got a built-in wall. Um, an octave power. It's so yeah. hard. I like, still can't figure it out. I'm like, all right, I'm set with just my loops. That's all I need right now. I don't want to dig into anything else yet. Yeah. But I... The ones on that thing aren't that good. They're okay. They're okay. The, the octave pedal works just about. You know, like, um, but when I was using that one, and it was until very, very recently I was using that one, um, the, uh, I, I didn't use the effects on there. I, I never use the expression pedal. Like, maybe I'll do it like one time for like a low pass, like, like a low pass filter, I'll do it on sometimes, but yeah. I never use the effect pedal on that just because I use the octave pedal on my Boss ME50. Sure. That's what I use it for, though, but, uh, this I'm just pretty much just a looper and, um, that's it pretty yeah. much. I've got an Electro Harmonics, um, bass. It's not a bass synth. It's like a bass guitar emulator thing. Okay. So it's, it's an octave pedal, but it, it kind of like models the sound of an actual bass guitar. It's oh, that's sick. Pretty right. sick. Yeah. I really like that pedal. It was, it, it was you know, just like I have a pedal problem. Spent yeah. far too much money on pedals. <laughs> Thankfully, my <laughs> uncle has given me my pedal collection so far. But like, I yeah, just yeah. every time I go to Guitar Center, I'm like, dude, you got enough. You got everything you need. You got a fuzz, distortion, delay. Anything else right now? I thought I was yeah. all set, and then Ben found a video the other day on how to hone my uh, my upright bass uh, like tone just right. Yeah, okay. and it was like none of the pedals I had, and so we made a list, and I was like, all right. And so I went out and bought like I don't even know like five pedals or something yeah. six pedals yeah. like this week. We're gonna build <laughs> this dope board for him. Where we, yeah. we split his signal and we send both of the sides through these limiters and gates and stuff. That'll be, awesome. be sick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And the last thing is your studio. So let, tell me a little bit about what you got set up there. This is an old studio setup pretty much right here, but that's right. pretty much all the gear I got. Um, just got the standard cast, uh, Akai mini keyboard, this MPD-26. Um, that's what I use for all my drum looping. So. Do you use all three monitors? What? I just got two. Uh, no, so right now I just have one TV monitor. Now I got rid right. of those two um, computer ones, and gotcha. I just have a laptop now. So I just use two monitors right now. 
But um, for like live performances, those two, the drum pad and the keyboards, what I use the most pretty much for yeah. like my bass lines and my drums and stuff. And I loop all that. Nice. But right now, just uh, been working on recording a bunch of stuff at home. Just added a bunch of soundproofing to the wall behind that for vocals, and just got a brand new microphone too. Cool. But um, just keeping it simple. I mean, realize you don't need a bunch of stuff to make music. You just need the time and the dedication for it. So just trying to keep that dedication at it and just absolutely let me show after this i'll show you a thing that i got for my mic which um it's really helpful because uh it is basically a it's basically a mic um sort of enclosure right yeah the chaotic eyeball. yeah exactly yeah gotcha yeah, i've been yeah. wanting to get one of those actually I'm yeah it's to... sick there's a company that i don't think mine is actually made by them it's made by some someone else um and it's just like a bit cheaper you know like that sounds great to me yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 400 bucks exact... for foam hell yeah yeah like... this thing's like a hundred it's like 90 bucks or something right, damn right hell yeah 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 i was uh it, and it's the exact same thing. It's like that thick, good foam, you know. Yeah. It does yeah. sound good. He's, he's, it, he's right. recorded a bunch of stuff through it That's now. That's one thing I've been having really problems with. Like, right now, I just have, like, the closet with, like, blankets over it and towels yeah. over yep. it. I'm like, all right. Yep. I'm like, people mm. did it in the 90s this way. made hits. I'm like, I can do it somehow. Just, You're but. eons ahead of me, man. I was trying to do that demo for uh, the demo for the song that I wrote the other day. And I'm calling Ben up. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what to do. Like, I got a little, I got a little like... Uh, I don't even know what it was a little little yeah. focused right interface, and I'm like, I you know I thought I had a microphone at home, but it's with the it's with the Killbilly stuff. And <laughs> gotcha. he's like, he's like, do you have a drum mic? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, just use that. I'm using <laughs> I'm using a drum mic. I'm like in my bedroom. There's like glass everywhere because like the windows. <laughs> oh, it was shit. the worst sound ever, but whatever. It actually came out sounding pretty good, frankly. <laughs> I was impressed. Um, so uh, yeah, we've got so coming up. You have got friday you're playing at jensen in jensen beach you're playing ocean breeze beer company yeah i'll be there what time are you there i'm there from seven till ten so right it's a nice little like a uh, craft beer spot right this nice. opened up a few months ago but um super cool vibe in there great sound they have a professional sound set up in there already oh, so really? yeah oh, I can sick. get you guys in there if you guys never needed some spots oh, it's good to know. Looking for more bands uh met the owner and he's like met me at the bar um, as I like at. Jensen Beach. I'll make my solo we, debut. Yeah, there. we we play up that that way quite a lot, huh? Yeah. I said I'll make my solo debut there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Does Ron ever book shows for you? Do you know? Uh, I actually just got Ron Hart. Just started getting booked with him for a few shows coming yeah. up in uh, January. But um, okay, yeah, just curious because for years and years, often on he's been booking me shows. Yeah, it's so hard up there. Like, there's like so many like it's like so such a niche community in Jensen. I'm like, what the hell? Like, everyone's like. Oh, if you want to pick this restaurant, you got to go, to go through this person. Yeah, Zach, I'm like, Victoria, and Ron. And yeah, it's like, I'm like, all right. Then, like, West Palm Beach, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'll book you. Here you go, here you go. I'm like, all right, I love it down here. Like, yeah, I kind of, yeah. like, prefer down here because it's like I can get my own rage. I'm not being booked by other people. I'm like my own booking agent on my yep. own. I set my own time, set my own standards, kind of. And I feel like you still can do that with the places up north. It's just harder. It's you, harder. And they, yeah. I've realized that because they have. They have 50 artists that are on retirement that will play their guitar for 150 bucks or 125 bucks and yeah, a few exactly. beers. And it's like, I'll come in there and I'll be like, listen, well, I'm bringing all this production gear with me and this is my rate because, like, I also like to bring a crowd with me and, like, yeah. I have friends around here that will pay money to drink beer here, but it's like, I can't do it for 125 anymore. I, yeah. I mean, I can't do it for 150 anymore. It's like, <laughs> no, gas exactly. is expensive, rent's expensive now. Like, the housing is going up every single no, month. No, exactly. It should be like, you know, 2 250 You know, that's that, yeah. like minimum, really. That's yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's honestly minimum for me to take off work as a bartender to come here and like play music. Yeah, I yeah. prefer to do this because I make more money by hourly doing this. But at the same time, it's like, 
Yeah, like, totally. I, and there's gigs out there for three, three, fifteen, four. Oh, you know, absolutely. Just, yeah. It's like I don't mind being patient and waiting for those because I know like your time will come. It's like I don't need like at first I was like, oh, fifty bucks. Like I'll play for two hours, for fifty bucks. Yeah. Like give me that yeah. gig, give me that gig. And now I'm like, all right, do you like? I'd rather if I'm not getting paid what's worth, I'd rather record and try to produce and try to like, make yeah. something in the longevity of it rather than just like wear myself out and beat myself up for every single second on a stage. I used to like, do that. Uh, I used to do that with uh, with art. Uh, ben knows that I do street art and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. And, and for a long time, it was like, you know, people call me up like, hey, you know, will you fly halfway across the country for $200 and do this gig? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do yeah, it. You know, I'll exactly. paint the street up. And now it's like, you know, it's been a few years now. It's been about 10 years that I've been doing street art, 10, 11 years. And like I, now I'm at the point where like I'm enjoying the music thing. And so, I'm you know, I'm doing some other stuff, I'm doing photography now as yeah. well. So now it's like people are like, hey, uh, you know, we, we love your stuff. We want you to come out to, you know, wherever, Wisconsin or something. And I'm like, well, that's going to cost you like five grand plus it, expenses. And they're exactly. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, exactly. But you know what? I get a lot of no's, but I get an occasional yes. And that yes is what matters. <laughs> and that's all that matters to me. It's like, dude, that... I'll say a lot of no's. I'm like, dude, it sucks, but like, I gotta say no. Then it's like, yeah. oh damn, there's that yes. And I'm like, fucking, that's sick. That's All right, the there way we go. Build, that man. was worth it. And I'm like, yeah. and it'll build, man. Exactly. It'll build. It's like, it's 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 uh, a real balancing act, getting it right. Um, it really is, but you know, it's it's possible. Um, so then you're at Guanabanas, Guanabanas on Saturday, opening for the Wheeling Brothers. Yeah, right? so the Wheeling Brothers are doing their uh, Southeast tour right now, and um, then listening to their music that's, forever, yeah. and I'm stoked. And then uh, that's buddy, this Saturday. This Saturday, yeah, my buddy Matt from Guanabanas is like, "Hey, dude, like we need someone for the happy hour slot." I'm like, yeah, "Dude, great. I'd love to open up for these guys." That's like, a cool guy. Yeah, I'm like, that'll be a killer opportunity. Same kind of vibe, surf rock, reggae. Yeah. I'm like, all right, perfect. And then. Um, so I'm doing that from f- three to six, and yeah. then my buddy Brett Stoska and the Delray Surf Club are doing the uh, like surf swap at North or Grandview Public over nice. there in West Palm, and then at Steamhorse Brewing they're having the after party. So I'm kicking, okay. yeah, so I'm kicking off the after party there from seven to seven forty-five. Very nice. And then Northwood Village Reggae Ranger. E- Reg- what is it called? Reggae, reggae Ranger. Ranger. Oh, my phone turned it into Reggae Ranger. That's kind of cool. That's a sick band name, right? That's a band name, yeah. Reggae Rangers. That actually is. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I might use it as a song or an album right there. It's funny, you know, because I was trying to describe you like um, to someone, and I was like, he's kind of like plays reggae and stuff like that, but he has this almost like kind of country vibe about him as a person. So he's a reggae ranger. And you're a reggae (laughs) ranger. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, people would never guess. I mean, like, I grew up as a Florida boy, so you'd assume like surfer, but also. So like we go hunt alligators and Everglades and stuff, and then yeah, yeah. living in Colorado, I actually worked on a horse farm for like eight months. So yeah, like, nice. I was yeah, a cowboy yeah. for a little bit, and that's what when I started, got a harmonica and started learning that just for the shits and giggles. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, like, uh, what else you got going on? So Taco Tiki on Sunday. Is yeah, it? Sunday I got Kyle G's, like nice little like oh, uh, right, five right, star Kyle restaurant in Stewart. I play brunch there every Sunday, Lovely. and it's nice because uh, I can never afford to eat there, but I get a fifty dollar tab when i play there so nice. i go afford to eat there yeah of. dude and uh yeah that's what time fun. are you doing Kyle g's i'm there from 11 to 3 gotcha. and then pretty much go home unwind for 30 minutes and then i'm at uh, taco tiki from 5 to 8 so yeah very nice yeah nice All full right, man. schedule man yeah full schedule five, five six gig, six gigs in three days man. so <laughs> yeah. if you like the idea of um of Stony Vibes, and you want to check him out, you really have no excuse. He's playing all over town. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he, playing everywhere <laughs> this weekend. You can find me from yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Louis to West Palm Beach, pretty much. 
So do we have we have gigs? We do. This we have so Meg's, right? so technically speaking, we are kicking off our tour on Friday. Yeah. Our first date is Mego Malley's yeah. in uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, love that place. Always yeah. a good time there. So I love I love that we're kicking it off. I think we we we're kicking it off there this time. I think last tour we ended there or something like that. So yeah, yeah so it's cool. Um and then Saturday we're playing for the first time at Coastal Karma on Lake Park and I am excited about that. It's their Oktoberfest. It's their first Oktoberfest. Um it's the first time for us to play there and it is literally like three blocks from my house. So yeah. I am going to put my base, weather permitting, in a golf cart yeah. and drive over in a golf cart. The question is... Because I'm a baller like that. Yeah, you are. That's gangster. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, the other thing I was w- wondering is, are we are we going to wear, like, the German lederhosen and all that? I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but I that suppose, could be our I TikTok suppose video. we could. Yeah, <laughs> bring it full circle. That's the TikTok video. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited about that. They're, uh, they're looking forward to get a crowd there. There's a lot of people in the neighborhood that I've been talking nice. to and stuff, and so hopefully... Hopefully we'll get a good crowd there, man. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, home turf. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, wicked. Fun. I like I Nice like not to drive real far for a change. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's super cool, man. We need to somehow all get in it. I wish we all had golf carts and we could all show up in golf carts. We'd be fine. Yeah, be like most South Florida. That'd be legendary. That's the, yeah, to quest uh, to a Strap tier, all the PA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Strap the PA to the roof and stuff. It'll be hilarious. All right. Well, listen. Um, is there anything we need to get out there? Any news? Uh, yeah, I mean, just if you know, if you're a regular listener, uh, you know, we drop episodes uh, every week, and it's a, a new artist every week. Um, for the next two episodes, the next two weeks, uh, Ben and I are just going to record a bunch of stuff because we're going to be on the road. Yeah. So we're just going to record a bunch of stuff from the road, and so you're just going to get like you know like a thirty or forty five minute rant from us from the road of yeah. of all our stuff. I'm sure that we'll. Uh, I'm going to we'll be have... sitting in the back of the van, so I can do some editing back there yeah. and also some ranting. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be all sorts of you know. I'm sure there'll be you know little little video snippets of uh, you know J- James eating uh, whatever uh, meatball sub and dripping sauce everywhere and. Ben's. Uh, we're going to probably document Ben's first experience at Bucky's, you know, because he's, oh, yeah, he's never been there. Bucky's. We got to take the British guy to the Bucky's. <laughs> and the other thing, I've been wanting to go. Trust me. And Dominic Delaney and Andy Starn are going to be out there, so yeah. they can be in it. Yeah. So we're going to have our uh, our first two on the road dates uh, are going to be Wednesday and Thursday. And Wednesday is um, Wednesday of the eleventh. We are playing in Athens, Georgia, and I think it's called the Rabbit Hole. And on Thursday, we're playing at the Nick in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And yeah. both of those, it's part of our tour, which, by the way, is called Flight of the Thunder Goose, because, you and know, the in, Thunder Goose. In case you didn't know, Hector <laughs> I am the Thunder is Goose. the Thunder Goose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the tour is called Flight of the Thunder Goose. But, um, but it's crossing over. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a couple of our first you know, like I guess third and fourth dates of our tour um, that are actually crossing over with some of the last dates of Dominic Delaney and Andy Styron on their intentions tour. Um, and it just worked out that we were going to be in the same area at the same time. So we're playing with them, which I love. I love, yeah. I love that we're going to be in a, two other states playing with like, you know, homegrown talent, man. That's one of the, that is one of the cool things about touring. That kind of stuff happens quite often where, yeah. you know, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, man, we're playing all over. We're playing up in Marietta. We're, 
for uh, Atlanta, uh, Knoxville. We're doing a radio show in Knoxville. We're yeah. doing. Um, we're playing uh, a place called the Burger Bar. In we could busk in Asheville. Atlanta while we're there. We could busk in Atlanta. And Asheville, maybe. Actually, Knoxville. Oh yeah. All those places. Let's yeah. busk everywhere. Yeah, there you we go. need money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you want to give us money, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know the usual spiel. Sponsor us. Five six one music dot com. Uh, all the socials are uh, at five six one music podcast. Yes. No. At five six one music fl. No, that's is that five six one music podcast. podcast. I get yeah, it confused yeah. with Killbillies. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, you know, but follow Killbillies too at Killbillies fl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Killbillies podcast. No, no. Like, now you're confusing everyone. So it's, so it's five six one music podcast on the socials and Killbillies fl at all yeah, the socials. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. We're gonna have a couple episodes from the road and uh, just uh, you know a lot, of, a lot of stories to tell when we get back. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully absolutely. it's not a complete flop and destroys our career. Ah, we'll be. Fine. We'll have a good time. Come on, Eeyore. It's all. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Um, thanks so much for coming. Thank you guys so much yeah, for having yeah. me here, man. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure. It's uh, kind of the second time for you and I. We did one before. Yeah, we? for the we Bumble the... Festival. Yeah, that yeah. was a great time. I was super stoked on that. Yeah, so. wicked. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming back, and um, we'll see you around town. And I love your music, and with all the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much, you yeah. guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Wicked. Woo!